Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 702 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. This season, we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Wave 7 Festival taking place in New York City, September 13th through 15th, Chicago, 21st through 23rd, and Los Angeles, September 27th through 29th. A portion of the proceeds benefits Darkest Before Dawn, a nonprofit organization providing support, community, and resources to the late night service industry staff and live music engineers who keep our clubs and bars humming. This year's event will be led by Ogre, Meepeep Manifesto, Frontline Assembly, The Black Queen, SeaTech, ChemLab, and many, many more. For the full lineup and ticket links, which include kickoff shows, after show parties, and VIP packages, head to coldwaves.net. This week we're chatting with Mark Heal. This is SeaTech. Me. If you feel this is the 
the last time we we talked, you were halfway around the world in Singapore, and you hadn't played a live show in 20 years. Now, since <laughs> then, you, you've played a bunch of times with Cubanite. You're in the U.S. now, and you're you're going to revive another one of your bands that you haven't played with in, <laughs> in what, 15, 20 years? So um, tell me what's been going on since, uh, since that first Cold Wave show with Cubanate two years ago. It is two years, and, and now you say that, I think to myself, of course, the last time we spoke, I hadn't been on stage at all in 20 years, not with anybody. So, yeah, that was kind of weird, really, because, I mean, I turned up in Chicago and uh, hooked up with Phil and Vince, and uh, we had three days rehearsal, and then we went on stage and did Cubanate, and it was pretty freaky. I mean, there was just a moment before going on stage when I, and Phil had sort of gone on stage, you know, that moment where sort of, you know, there's just a couple of seconds where Vince was sort of setting up his, his uh, kit and Phil was just sort of plugging his guitar in and it was a few seconds and I, I suddenly thought, you know, I just, I could just do a runner now, go to taxi and head for the airport and maybe <laughs> nobody's, you know, but, uh, but it was fine. And then the moment I stepped on stage, I thought, no, this is, this all feels really uh, natural and uh, it felt really good to do. You know, we always said if it was fun, we'd do more of it and it was good. And, and, uh, it gave me, it emboldened me, I guess, to do, first of all, more Cubanate. And then I, I, there was a bit of a thought, well, you know, especially when we went through the old tapes and everything, I was, I suddenly saw all this, the C-Tech tapes and dusted those off. And I thought, well, I, I wondered whether we should, we should, whether anyone would be interested in, in C-Tech again. And then really it was Jason, you know, Jason brought us back together again really he's working with 242 and and sort of pushed John Luke and I to uh to start talking not that not that there was a, a problem or anything it just we hadn't spoken in a very long time take me back to the the beginnings of C-Tech at the time I guess this would have been 95 ish 242 were going through a bit of a I don't know that they, they, they were all doing different things, and uh, they, they they were going through a hiatus, and it was do- I think just two for two was kind of dormant around that time, really, and um, for whatever reason, you'd need to ask John Luke about why exactly. Anyway, there was a guy in the UK, a guy called Paul Green, who was he was quite an important figure, really, in the UK at the time, who, who had a had a label, and and he had been talking to John Luke, and he he brought together a. a three or four people. I, I was one of them, but I was really busy on Cubanate and I, I can't remember exactly why, but I don't think I took Paul very seriously when he said it, he was going to get Jean-Luc to sing. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course he will. <laughs> of course he will. But it, but it, but he did. And uh, I mean, Paul was really good at, um, at bringing people together and he brought together Jed with a guy called Jonathan Sharp, who had a, a really good project called New Mind, which I, I really liked. And, um, they made that first uh, EP. It was called Cy- it was called the Cybertech Project because Paul's label was called Cybertech, and I, I always hated that name. I, I never really liked it. I thought it was a bit sort of cheesy, to be honest with you. But but um, anyway, they they made that first that first uh, those first few tracks. I think Cubanate did a remix, but anyway, I wasn't really connected with it. But but it was a sort of first stab, really, and um, then. I don't know what happened, but but um, Paul and 
Jonathan fell out. Anyway, they needed some more songs. John, John Luke didn't like the, the new the new stuff they were coming up with or something anyway. And so Paul brought me back in again and said, what have you got? And I'd been working on some much slower stuff. It was sort of originally aimed at a, at a, at a movie. Uh, and I, I said to Paul, look, I've got a whole bunch of material here. Why don't you play that to Jean-Luc? And he did, and Jean-Luc um, really liked it. So we hooked up. I was on tour with Frontline, and it, we, do, we were doing a, a tour of Europe. And I hooked up with Jean-Luc in Belgium. And we said, let's, let's try again, try the project again with Jed. Uh, still, but uh, we'll 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 have another stab at it. So the SeaTech name came around because I I, I, I want I wanted there to be some continuity, but I I didn't want the word cyber in there, so I I just abbreviated it, and uh, and that's how the name change came about. Was there anything conscious that you guys were doing to make sure that it had its own distinct sound that was separate from what you guys were doing on the side? Y- yeah, definitely. I mean. Uh, um, both Jean-Luc and I in our different ways, you know, we, we I love Cubanate and I know that, you know, Jean-Luc lo- loves 242 even, and liked it even at the time. But I think we both felt a little bit frustrated by the, um, the, the kind of hardness and militancy of the sounds that we were trapped in with those bands. I mean, people wanted us to uh, make something which was really... You know, full on machine music, and and I I love that. You know, I mean that's great. You know, I mean it's it's my my thing, but I think both of us wanted to do something slightly different. Um, first of all, something perhaps with a bit more uh, depth, something that slowed things down a bit, um, and then it was kind of fun to swap roles. Really, I, I think that uh, Jean Luc was able to take more of a creative role and. Um, I left, you know, I left the lyrics completely to him. I said, you know, it's it's your bag. You you do whatever you want. And he's he's got a slightly more sort of mystical side to him than um, you know, more more sort of a, a interest in spirituality and um mysticism than I think was maybe being allowed to come out in 242 at the time. And I said, yeah, forward it whatever you want, man. Um and for me it was fun to switch roles, you know. I mean, I I kind of like not being the front man. Uh and uh, that that was that was good. So it was kind of good to produce and songwrite. And then, you know, Jed um, was writing songs too. And it was fun to, you know, produce those songs. And, you know, the, the, the things like Silent Voices were very different indeed. And uh, so it was it was fun to switch tempo and switch roles. Yeah, and just see see what happened when, when, when everyone switched chairs. You mentioned that the first album was really well received on Wax Tracks. And then you, you had a second album ready to come out on wax tracks and then they they sort of fell apart and people who are younger might not understand now that if your cd isn't in the stores there's no there's no other way to get it so did you think that that really affected the band not not having any u.s output for that it did because um it was a very strange situation we'd made an album uh tvt had paid for it or wax tracks had paid for it so so you know we got paid there was no dispute but they just lost complete interest in the entire Wax Tracks project by that stage, and not just us, but but everything. And and uh, I mean, even even on the first album, I think that the the the, the rot had set in. But by the time the second album, I, I think that TVT had just had it with the whole remnant of of Wax Tracks, and and they just said, well, you know, thanks for the album, guys. Here's here's the advance money, and and we we just can't be 
bothered to do anything with it. Uh, and that was really dispiriting because there was nothing we could do because you, you couldn't say, oh, you haven't paid us for it. Right, we're going to take the album back and sell it to somebody else. They paid for it, but they just said, oh, we just can't be asked. And and, and um, that that was a downer because uh, it just felt like a, all that work, <laughs> all that work. And then it only got a Euro, the European release. And as you say, in those days... There was no, uh, there was no other means to get it if it wasn't re- released. I mean, I guess you could. There was a few import copies, maybe made the states, but th- but that was it. I know you were able to um, to re-release uh, the Cubanate songs a year ago or two years ago with the new compilation. Is is there anything planned to get the cut music back out? Yeah. So, well, in fact, both albums because the rights are free for both albums now in Europe. So. Um, we're going to uh, remaster and uh, recut both albums, and the the plan is to release them as a double album, remastered double album. And I think there's a couple of unreleased bits, not much, but a little bit of unreleased material as well. So that should be out, I hope, in time for um, Cold Waves. That'll be available uh, certainly for on import and digitally. Yeah.
I don't know if you've ever heard Jason tell the story, but AccuCrack was touring with SeaTech, uh, with and it went really well. And then AccuCrack did another tour with Cubanate, and that one was a little more off the rails. And then he said he bailed on the tour uh, halfway or, or three quarters through because there was an opportunity to tour with Curve. And uh, the way he tells the story, you were you were very unhappy about them uh, getting the tour and leaving. Did you want to tell your side of that story? Well, okay. So, so he, he when we were out with Frontline Assembly back in this autumn, he 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 told me this story. He said, "Do you remember?" And and it it obviously made an impression on it on him, a big impression. But <laughs> I, I have, I had no recollection of this at all. I mean, I do, I, I do remember that uh, Jamie and Jason went out with Curve, but I don't remember, um, you know, being upset about it or, or them bailing uh, at all. I, I, to be honest with you, um, having said that, I might very well have been upset because um, I, I would have certainly relished sharing a tour bus with Tony Halliday. A woman whose bathwater I would be proud to drink. So um, perhaps it's best that I didn't. Maybe just a har- harassment case waiting to happen. But but I, I I don't I don't really remember it. I seem to remember that um, them going off. But but no. I don't, anyway, if it was, I certainly didn't bear a grudge because because uh, maybe I was just um, uh, off my head on some cocktail of drink drink and drugs, which is probably probably the case. I mean, you've got to bear in mind as well. I mean, I've been on tour with Jason a lot. I mean, he saw a lot of times when I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I can't remember, but there's all kinds of drama happened on tour in those days, and so for that to stood to stood out, I must have, I must, have, I must have lost it with him because it because it's really made an impression on him. But I, I, I really have no memory of it at all. So, uh, um, God, God damn it, I, you know, there must be whole parts of my life that are like that that I freak somebody out, and I just can't remember. You played with Cuminate the first year that Cole's Waves went out to LA last year, and uh, I wasn't able to make it out there. But I, I was just wondering, as someone who who knows, you know what what Cold Waves mean to Chicago so well, what what the vibe was like over in LA last year? It's different, I, I have to say, and 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 I I have to full disclosure here. I have to say, and any anyone that knows me, and, and I I hope that my LA friends know that. I do like to joke about this, but but yeah, I I have a kind of <laughs> I have an ambivalent relationship with LA. Uh, you know, I, I I it's 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 not a place that I instinctively warm to. I just I just find it a bit uh, up its own ass, you know, in in many ways, and it makes me it it makes me laugh. But I, I think that uh, so, and but I think having said that, uh, to be fair to LA, um, you know, you, you get it's the heart of the entertainment industry. They get to see a lot of great bands. It's like London or, 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 you know, London, New York, LA are the same in the sense that the crowds there are hard to please. They're very cool crowds. I had a really good time in LA and we, we played a, a good show and, and the, the crowd was good, but there's a, a slight sort of air of, uh, of, of, of uh, uh, a slight coolness about, uh, about uh, the, the crowds in those big cities, which, which is a bit different. And the other thing is, is that Chicago is the home of cold waves and it's the home of wax tracks. And uh, uh, there's a slight feeling of kind of homecoming when you play that Chicago gig, which you don't quite get in LA. But I mean, I have to say I had a really good time this year. I mean, I, I you know, it was really good. And I, I, it was great to take the whole shebang out to, to LA. And I'm really looking forward to New York because 
because that was loads of fun to play with Revco and uh, and Frontline, which I, which I did back in October, November time. You know, uh, I was just reminded that I, I just love New York. I think it's uh, it's just uh, so full of heart and soul. There's so much so much life there on the streets. Just something crazy happening every second. It's just it's just great. Um, I, I listen. I had I had a good time in Los Angeles as well. I, I it just there's something about the place that makes me it gives me the giggles slightly. But uh, yeah, you put out a new album last year under your own name. You know you've been busy working with uh, Cubanate and and forming with CTEC. So what else musically can people expect from you over, over the next year or so? Well, Phil and I have we've started working on a new Cubanate album. With, that's going well. It's slow, slow, but well, because just because uh, we're on different sides of the planet. Um, so that's that's. I don't know quite when. I'm not quite prepared to say when that'll be done yet, because that's a tough call. But it's in the works anyway. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, we've got we've sort of got one or two things up to a rough stage, and I, I I'm pretty pleased. Um, I think it's it's going to be good. So definitely more Cubanate. So I mean I've shot I've shot John Luke some new material as well for SeaTech. I have no idea whether he's going to bite on that. Um, he's a busy guy, and uh, again, same problem. We're on different sides of the world, but that would be great. And I'm quite I'm quite up for doing that as well. I mean that's that's fun. And I've been re, you know re reworking um, and reprogramming started reprogramming all the SeaTech stuff. So it'll be a, a new set. Uh, um, for cold waves and it's that's really good as well to go back and um reprogram all the old stuff and um listen listen to that and 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 of course you know remaster the the albums i mean i'm working on that with jules seifert at uh at armalite uh, epic audio to 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 um to remaster the old tracks and that was hilarious you know going through all the old c-tech uh, material because I mean, there's a, there's a ton of it as well, and I'm just reminded how the album was recorded over quite a long period of time, and um, the first album, and uh, it's it's funny to go back and hear those old tracks again. Really, was there anything else that I missed that you wanted to to share? No, just I think it's going to be uh, really exciting, and um, it's going to be a similar thing to Cubanate uh, uh, in the sense that it's uh, I, I'm a bit nervous, and I think we all are because. Um, we, you know, we haven't seen each other in a very long time, and it's we're gonna, uh, you know, have a few days rehearsal be- before the shows, but we're going into it with, um, uh, you know, a bit nervous, a bit fresh because with the last last gig we played was, I don't know, nineteen ninety nine, so uh, another another one back from the dead, but uh, they're 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 good fun to to play, and I'm really looking forward to. It. I, I mean, I always look forward to Cold Waves, but I think uh, I mean I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, you know, Hellbent and um, and a few, uh, uh, you know, Chem Lab and you know the, the, those those kind of things uh, uh, come back to life again. So it's it's always it's always great fun and hook up with Reese and all those guys. So yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be good.
On this episode, you heard Random, Nightbreed, and Flowing. C-Tech can be found at facebook.com slash c-tech-music. Our opening music is Madmaker by Accumination. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Join us next week as we chat with Jason Corbett from Actors. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, fallen Chicago musician, and soundman Jamie Duffy. As mentioned earlier this episode, here's Jason Novak retelling the story of DJ AccuCrack touring with C-Tech and Cubany. Jean-Luc Demeyer from Front 242 is going to be singing for this band C-Tech, and they're putting out a record and they want to do a tour of the States. And the booking agent would like to know if Jamie and I would like to go out and ride in the van with them and, and be AccuCrack. So we're like... Hell yeah, and that was so much fun. That was in the freezing cold winter, February of 98. Two months later, Cubanate says, we want to go out on two and I'll You know, C-Tech went so great, Cubanate can only be better, right? Uh, No, it was not a disaster. I mean, there were fun shows, but those guys were loose, man. They were off. There was a lot of partying. Some of those shows would end in just utter nonsensical moments there were we you know a couple members would go missing we'd all end up face down in 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 some bad situations here and there and about three-fourths of the way through that tour towards the end we're in uh san antonio texas and we're on stage and we're getting ready to sound check and mark heel the singer of cubanate comes storming into that club he's like you fucking motherfuck son of a bitch pussy cop fucking asshole Every name in the book, and Jamie and I are like, oh shit, what did we do, you know? And he says, you motherfuckers got the curve to her. And Jamie and I look at each other, we're like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you got the fucking curve to her. We get on the phone, and he's like, dudes, I don't know what to tell you, but, you know, uh, Curve is coming to the U.S., and they were looking for a band, and I put Cubanate up for it, and they called back, and they were like, this is cool, but we need something a little bit more DJ style, so I sent them you, and they picked you. You want to, <laughs> like, what? By the next night, we've quietly got all of our gear put to the side, and we've, we've uh, uh, got a couple air- airplane tickets booked, and we're like, guys, enjoy the rest of the tour. We got to go home.